0: Welcome to Dustinstravels.com, your home to fun, exciting travel adventures. And now your host, Dustin Saidi.
1: Hi everyone, this is Dustin.
0: Hi friends, this is Karina.
1: And today we're going to be telling you about a week-long journey in South Africa, kind of sharing some of our experiences of what we did And uh, also give you an idea of kind of what to go, what to see, what to do, how much it's going to cost, all that jazz. And um, so we're going to, this will be pretty um, overarching kind of view. We'll go more in depth on other podcasts about the specifics. So I just want to give you kind of an idea, a general idea, if you're doing some general planning of going to South Africa, of where to go and what to stay. Um, ironically enough, now that we're talking about that, I'm first going to tell you some places outside of South Africa that would be great to visit. So if you're going to South Africa, I'm sure one of the main reasons you're going to make the very long flight, depending yes. on where you're coming from. Um, but from the uni- from LA, it was 30 hours, including all the layers. Very There's long. Longest flight I think I've ever been on. Yeah, for you sure. Two? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going there, I assume you're going on an African safari and, uh, South Africa is a fantastic place to do that. They have this wonderful reserve and park called Kruger National yeah. Park. And it's, it's your classic safari experience. Yeah, it's a
0: must-do activity in South Africa.
1: So my mom, she said that going on an African safari was the number one thing on her bucket list. And she, we decided to do it. Rather than wait You know, until pe- everybody gets too old and can't <laughs> do it anymore, yeah. we decided we're going to take action and do it. So she asked me to research... Okay, hey, where should we go on an African safari? So I did a lot of research, um, and I basically found sort of three main areas that are good for African safaris. One was Tanzania, the second was Kenya, where you can go to the Maasai Mara, and then the third was South Africa, Kruger National Park.
0: Yeah, and we've only been to South Africa. We haven't been to the other two countries.
1: Correct. Um, and also Botswana I heard was, was, could be kind of good as well. Um, so those are the three, but we decided that, um, because South Africa also has like Cape Town and I'll talk about Johannesburg in a minute. We decided maybe let's go to South Africa Mm -hmm. so we can do an African safari and see some of the country.
0: Yeah, And know also that Africa and especially South Africa is very cosmopolitan, does have, uh, you know, great diversity and great cities to visit. So just, you know, remember that.
1: Yeah, and all of Africa, actually. And, yeah, exactly. uh, What well, I think that's a good point you make because, and you're a teacher, do you want to describe so what, what some of your students said after you went to Africa?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I like to share with my students where I'm traveling to and what I do just to inspire them and bring the world a little bit closer to them, especially some of them have never even traveled outside of California. So I told them I was I went to South Africa and some of them asked me, are they uh, walking barefoot? Are there lions all around? And I said, no, you have to go to a very specific place in order to see the lions. If you go to Cape Town, for example, I told them um, it's kind of like going to Santa Monica. It gave me that feeling. It's a coastal, you know, beautiful beach town or city. um, And it's really like any other place in the U.S., so, you have to go to certain areas of town and certain areas of the country in order to see those, those stereotypical images that we associate with Africa.
1: Yeah, and when I grew up, all, all we saw for Africa was basically those commercials with starving children. Yeah. And um, I, I've known, I know better now, obviously, but I knew beforehand when I first met some people from Africa when I was doing a study abroad in Australia years ago. That um, I was talking to my friend, he's from Zimbabwe, right, and he's right. like, oh yeah, we go out at parties at night, we go to clubs, we go to restaurants, and it was just so mind-blown, because I hadn't thought twice about right. it, like, yeah, that makes sense, that yeah, they, they do normal yeah, things exactly. there, they're not like starving children just running yeah. around everywhere. Um, so anyway, South Africa is not just you know starving kids that you may have seen, yeah. have seen images of in the past, it's a lot different than that. Um, so there, So I, when we were looking in what to do, um, obviously the amount of time and the amount of things you could see varies based on the amount of time. And most people probably are going to have a one week, maybe two weeks to kind of go yeah. to South Africa. You could spend months there easily. Um, but if you're there for like a week, I kind of want to give you the highlights and then I'll give you some other things I found on my research. We didn't do those, but they right. look like pretty cool things from um, my research. Yeah. So... The two things that we settled on for one week's stay in South Africa was to visit the city of Cape Town, which is on the West Coast. Yes. And to, of course, go to Kruger National yes. Park. Now, some of you might be wondering why we didn't go to Johannesburg. Johannesburg, very famous city uh, for South Africa. And I was shocked when I was doing a lot of my research to find that Johannesburg doesn't, didn't seem to have a lot of uh, big things to see. Right. Um, they had a lot of local stuff, like things you could do, but nothing really that stood out that is super unique to Africa.
0: Right. And we're, with our limited time, we did want to see the biggest, the most popular destinations.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they had like art walks and things like that, but you could do an art walk in Los Angeles. You don't need to go to Johannesburg to do things like that. Um, so yeah, so we decided to skip Johannesburg. Also, just from my research, I found, and even Cape Town's like this too, they are, they're not exactly the safest cities. Johannesburg is even less safe. Um, so of course you can you're safe going to Cape Town and whatnot, but you just need to be a little bit careful and aware when going there because yeah. it's it is actually one of the more dangerous cities in the world.
0: Right. And local people will tell you that. And I I think that when people are sharing their experiences and their thoughts, you know, it's important to take into consideration. Um we've been to Mexico City, for example, which also has this um image of being a very violent and a lot of crime but we went there and we were fine right so it's always good to take um into consideration those suggestions
1: yeah but just being street smart on um, depending on where you go but it, it was and, it, and maybe i shouldn't start the podcast with this but i do want to share because it was interesting our guide from kruger national park had shared with us that he had been a paramedic in, in johannesburg but he said it was a big issue there because sometimes these ambulances they'd be stopped at a stoplight. Then all of a sudden, a bunch of dudes would run up to their vehicle and basically mug them and right. steal their their cash or yeah. their wallets. Or sometimes they'll get uh, police calls or ambulance calls into right. these uh, ghetto neighborhoods, and they go in there, and they get held up at gunpoint and get their stuff stolen from them. Right. So he said she was saying how they required police escorts to go into these neighborhoods right. if you're an ambulance.
0: Yeah. Which also speaks to... Um, you know, the needs of of certain communities, right? We always have these certain images, but let's also not forget that there was the apartheid in South Africa for a very long time. There's very limited opportunities for actual African people. So it's something, you know, to take into consideration and really be sensitive and respectful towards the culture and the the experiences of the all the people in South Africa.
1: Yeah, and the the um, unemployment rates really high down there which I think speaks to some Yeah, background.
0: exactly. So people are desperate and you know, those are yeah. desperate measures for sure.
1: Yeah. So again, just to kind of not to paint the picture that that's how it is because <laughs> it's it's not really like that, but right. just to know that there's that sort of that component. I thought that was interesting when I was talking to people down there. Um, Okay, so in Africa, how much time should you split up between Cape Town and Kruger National Park? Um, So we did four and four. We did four nights in Cape Town, and we did four nights in Kruger National Park. And I felt that was the perfect uh, balance of time to see everything and kind of get a taste of everything. What did you think?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Cape Town is beautiful, but I think the majority of our time we spend it outdoors and actually not so much in the actual city uh but more so doing hikes and exploring uh nature
1: yeah and we'll have a specific podcast on cape town but yeah when and when we say cape town we don't mean four days specifically in cape town but sort of the surrounding areas um you can do cape town the city of cape town probably in a day where you could go to things like table mountain the um uh, Lion's Head, right. Signal Hill. Yeah. Um, you could go see bo Cop, which is the colored houses. Um, and the
0: the actual uh, marina in in Cape Town. I yeah, think the it's water called Victoria Waterfront.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: you must dedicate some time as well for Robben Island.
1: For Robben Island, of course. Yeah, that's where Nelson Mandela was imprisoned. Eighteen of his twenty-seven years. So that's mm-hmm. that's a obvi- That was that was another reason we wanted to go to Cape Town. A big attraction to see the place where Nelson had been imprisoned. Um, also as a launching pad from Cape Town you can go down the Cape of Good Hope which is be- this beautiful drive down the peninsula um, you can go to the very edge there which is the the subtle art of not giving an F the guy who wrote that book he ha- he wrote his final chapter in that area and mm-hmm. it's a beautiful hike and you kind of see this the the all the Atlantic Ocean over there too which yeah, is really really beautiful. pretty um, and then you can also visit you can also go swimming with sharks
0: yes and it sounds scary but it's really cool
1: really cool and then you can go visit penguins there you can also go to the southern tip of africa and visit see where the indian ocean meets the atlantic ocean for sure so those are all unique things you could do from cape town um so that's why really why we wanted to go there because there's there's just there's so much to do there and you could get it all done in three to four days
0: oh and there's also the winery so if you love wine there's several options for that as well
1: yeah they're very well known for wineries and very Mm -hmm. easy to go there for a few hours to a winery Okay, so once you're done with the Cape Town area, then on the east side is Kruger National Park. Yes. And there's a number of different ways you can approach Kruger National Park. You can stay at a hotel and get uh, private drivers into the park. Right. You can rent your own car and go into the park, which I wouldn't really recommend. We'll talk about that in our Africa podcast right. specifically.
0: Unless you have children.
1: Yeah uh well no even a private driver you can get a closed car
0: don't do they have like a a, an age requirement for um
1: driving
0: in the safari cars
1: no i don't think so as long as it's closed you're okay Okay. if it's open just something to consider then um and if you're if you're going on higher budget you should do a private game reserve i think that's the way to go because it's it's a less crowded and really kind of private way to view the animals and their natural environment if you're on a budget, like a extreme budget, you can stay at hostels actually inside the park um, for a few bucks a day. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to do that. Again, we'll go way into that on the South Africa, excuse me, on the African Safari podcast. Um, South Africa in general is super cheap. Um, a lot cheaper than, like, the U.S. – by far, we we could, you could get a decent dinner for like ten bucks, like a, mm-hmm. what might be twenty twenty five bucks in the US. You could get it for like eight yeah. to ten dollars in South Africa, and that's in Cape Town and other places as well. Is that right. your experience as well?
0: Yeah, I I agree.
1: So, um, yeah, four days I think is a good amount of time to spend on African safari there. Um, when to go to Cape Town in. Uh, Kruger. I think really any time you can get away with. Just know that summertime, um, at least in Kruger, is going to be hotter. And their summertime is November, December, January. But we went end of November and we had a great time. Yeah, for Uh, sure. It wasn't that hot. And a lot of times you're doing the game drives in the early morning or late evening. So you're not out in the middle of the day anyway. So it's not too big a deal if you're out there. I would
0: say just to be on the safe side, you know, layers as always, Um, especially if you're going, for example, from Cape Town, which might be rainy and very windy, and then you're going to Kruger, might be really hot um, and sunny. So just know that, you know, it's always good to take layers of clothing.
1: Yes. So um, if you do happen to have an extra week or an extra few days, um, you could do Johannesburg. You could spend a day there and just kind of like look at things over there. Um, there were some other things too, which was the um, the Garden Road. So that's basically like a road that you could sort of take south of Cape Town and drive it for three, four days. It's supposed to be a nice, uh, beautiful road, so you could do that. You could also go to St. Lucia. And one of the really cool slash scary things about St. Lucia was apparently, and I don't know if this they still let you do this, but apparently they let you kayak in a river there. With in that river, there are crocodiles, God! Okay. there are hippos and there are bull sharks, wow, like some of the most dangerous animals, but you can go in a kayak and kayak there, and apparently they haven't had any incidents there Wow,
0: that's incredible, and we didn't do that because
1: uh because i don't I don't want to be with my five closest family members and have something happen, um <laughs> uh, also, we didn't have time really to go because yeah. you have to fly out specifically to St. Lucia to go do that
0: okay um, and instead we did shark diving
1: we did shark diving yeah but that would have been cool if i was by myself i might consider it um you know as you know there's a, there was a really cool blog article online about this guy's story who did oh, really? it really wow. well and it was really exciting to yeah read. so and, if
0: you're an adrenaline junkie then by all means <laughs> yes
1: uh, so that is our rundown of south africa um what did we miss i feel like we missed stuff is that basically I think it?
0: that captures pretty much everything we did. The big the big picture, yeah. right?
1: Which is what we're looking for here. Um, so yeah, that's the big picture. If you're going to spend a weekend out in South Africa, kind of the things to keep in mind when you're planning and where you want to go. We're going to go more in depth into Cape Town specifically and our experiences. We'll go more in depth into the shark diving. And we will, of course, go more in depth into our African safari experience. And also tell you about how Karina and I slept out in the middle of the African safari. Oh, African (laughs) bush uh, by ourselves we'll tell you about that in a later episode
0: we survived
1: so be sure to subscribe to uh, be notified of the future episodes and thank you for listening
0: bye-bye
1: thank you guys so much for listening to that episode please leave a comment in the comment section below I want to hear your thoughts what was your favorite part have you done similar travels please leave a comment in the comment section below so we can see what you guys are up to and where you're traveling to thanks so much